Hello and welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined, as always, by Charles. That is me. That is you. How's it going, Charles? Uh, not too bad. It's in the Christmas buzz. Everything's exciting and busy and chaotic and fun all at the same time. All at the same time. And some of those yep. things are in higher amounts <laughs> than others. <laughs> um, speaking personally, of course. Yes, it is a rollicking good time everyone's so happy uh the weather <laughs> here has been ridiculous it's been very cold snowy icy wintry and you guys get surf santa well it's actually quite cold here at the moment for for the season it's it's reasonably cold so it's not shorts and t-shirt weather even though it should be hmm what do you guys that like? Quite still. Twenty degrees. I don't. I don't I'm trying to think. Uh, what, that's what, what it, it should be. be. Twenty. Okay. But higher than twenty degrees Celsius. Um, but it's actually about closer to thirteen Celsius. Okay. Oh yeah. That, that, that so, you know that is actually pretty chilly. Yeah. So we're not we're not getting that warm, even though we should be. But uh, yesterday we spent three four hours delivering cupcakes. We made Christmas cupcakes for our street. Oh uh, yes, so the neighborhood busy. cupcakes. I saw the pictures. <laughs> so it's fun and it's really nice to kind of be generous and kind to your neighbors, but it's also very tiring and takes lots of, lots of time. <laughs> I can I can imagine just the making cupcakes took a while, let alone going to <laughs> deliver them or however you guys arranged the cupcake festival. Um, yeah, we we just go door to door and deliver them. And yeah, actually making the cupcakes is probably quicker. I'm pretty good at making cupcakes these days. So <laughs> By now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we have that's my cupcake hustle. Do we have any news on the um the pond and all of that fun things? No, I can't be too busy to work on it. Um it, just still the fish are doing good. The, the biggest ones are getting probably close to twenty centimeters. The the goldfish are getting quite mm-hmm. big. Um Oh yeah, that is. You're just kinda of waiting for Get waiting for the plants to grow in, really. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my trees to grow big. What's yeah, this about? Update. Are you? What about the beehives? What are you doing with bees? What's going on? Oh yeah, I'm getting bees. <laughs> You're getting bees. I can't so, even imagine. Uh, a, a family friend who's uh, like I'm friends with him and his family. He's got a son that's the same age as my kids, but he's also quite friendly with my father-in-law as well. Uh, and so my friend, he's got he's had bees for about a year now. He's got my father-in-law into it, uh, and so then they got a hive together. So there's two hives, and then he's because reg- he's learnt more about bees. He's registered on a local website for someone who will collect swarms of bees when they swarm. Mm. You know, like in the tree, mm. bees will sometimes just make their own hive. And he managed to collect three hives, uh, three queens. Uh, like a month ago <laughs> so he's got five hives in his backyard which he can't keep so me me and my mum we have gone halves and buying the the equipment and stuff and so we should be get so we've got that all set up the beehive and he'll be bringing the bees over in the next week or so and so we'll be i'll be a, a, bee. a beekeeper <laughs> beekeeper yeah soon of, of one of the many things i do <laughs> yes now you'll have to have, we'll have to do fan art for beekeeping, Charles. Yep. My bee suit. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's quite exciting. I've always been fascinated by bees. Like they've always, 
interested me. We in New Zealand we have a pretty good bee uh, honey industry. Some of our honeys are quite famous and can rack up quite a lot of money per kilo. Like some of them just go for over like a hundred dollars a kilo. Oh, that's yeah, that is pretty. That's good. That's like two and a bit pounds for those Americans of of honey. Um, but yeah, it's manuka honey. It's you may have heard of it. It's it's quite a specialty honey. I have not, but I will look it up. Uh, yeah, and you get the really, really pure. It's it's very, it's really, really good for healing things. Like it, it can heal viruses. Uh, manuka honey, pure manuka honey, like really mm-hmm. good stuff, has been known to kill viruses. Um, you know, like those viruses that yeah, hospitals have that they can't kill with modern drugs because they're so strong. <laughs> um, they're known to kill those type of viruses and infections it's great manuka honey is awesome it's really good if, you, if you're sick it's if you can take some manuka honey it's gonna get you back on your feet duly noted um but it's Healing also very expensive oh well, <laughs> yeah you just, you just said it was really expensive the, the really pure stuff's really expensive you can get it cheaper but it's usually probably 25 bucks for like three four hundred grams that's um, expensive so yeah, price. <laughs> yeah, that's so expensive Honey's always been a thing I've always been intrigued by. Um, and when we travel the country, that's what's getting at. Uh, with the kids, uh, we try and stop by local uh, apiaries where they, they have a lot, a lot of them, they're quite open to the public, where mm-hmm. they'll have some, you can sample honey and different flavors and, and, and whatnot. Because a lot of people just think honey is honey, but if you can get like a pure flavored honey like of a specific flower they have very unique flavors and it's it's mm-hmm. quite fun trying some of these more obscure yeah um, types of, of honeys the yeah, worst I've, honey uh, i've ever tried was a thyme honey t- uh, hmm. off of time that's weird yes yes i mean i guess yeah, it's been pollinated hmm. yeah i've tried um this is years ago uh, but I, I tangentially related to the actual podcast. Um, there are uh, royal jellies um, that you can get, and it's usually mixed with uh, ginseng and a few other herbs. Um, and those mm-hmm. are, again, uh, medicinal. Um, I felt that they worked pretty well, but that could also be like placebo effect. Who knows? Yes. They definitely <laughs> aren't. Um, they're not expensive. They can be, uh, but. On, on on average it's like affordable alternative medicine um that i thought worked pretty well they taste good too so a little bit more bee product that uh yeah. is used for healing properties honey's great and, and just the way the bees like make their hives and the way they work i just find fascinating mm-hmm. yeah there's how, there's like, a lot of fun shows that'll that'll get into that um and i do like when they have the the, the beehive, it's all the the combs and everything are on the racks, and you can pull them out and see, like yes. how they're how they're working and everything. It's super cool. Yeah, like it's just they're so industrious and yeah, very cool little bees. <laughs> and it's good. It's also good for the the garden as well. It helps yeah. pollinate. We've got we've got some fruit trees we planted. We moved in here, so as they grow bigger, having bees nearby will help them fruit. And yeah, mm-hmm. so they, all works together. Did you, did you have apple trees? I'm trying to remember what you had. You I have fijoa, apple, plum, fig, lemon, and lime, I think is what we've got. Oh, there you go. A bunch of those will take 
years to actually fruit, but uh, yes. if they've been there for a while, um, the bees could help out. Yeah, they will. Bees are great. But yeah, way off topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we reeled it in slightly. Uh, what did we take a look at for this episode? Uh, it's, uh, what is it called? Master Z? Uh, Ip Man Story? Yes, Master like Z, that. the Yip Man Legacy. Legacy. Um, the Legacy. It is Yip Man Noizen Cheung Tin Chi is the actual original title that I just probably utterly butchered. Um, <laughs> but it is, yes, Master Z, the Yip Man Legacy. So we know Ip Man is based on true story yeah. <laughs> maybe embellished a little <laughs> i imagine i imagine they are embellished and i i have not had the time to actually look up anything about cheung tinchi which is probably a mistake should have done that um he that that relationship that event i'm guessing is maybe based on some truth it's just maybe the surrounding i, I would think so i mean it would make sense uh but it being a uh, the ending of that being a closed door battle, it's sort of the same, uh, I guess, tangentially related uh, issue you have with some of uh, Bruce Lee's fights, where it's just the stuff of rumor because it was a closed behind doors match and no one saw it. Yes. Well, I guess we should clarify. Yeah, so this is a spinoff and it's from um, a character from Ip Man 3. Yes, the other the side uh, main character, sort of. Yes, the other uh, Wing Chun master who claimed yes, to he, be the best. Yeah, he was um, trying to found uh, his lineage of the school um, in the town that they were in. I don't remember what the town was because we watched that movie ages 20, ago. 20, 25 years ago. Well, it wasn't Hong Kong though, was it? This this is where this movie no. says Hong Kong. I'm sure it's like Shanghai or something. I think it was Shanghai. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. Or it was a port town. (sighs) It was a port town that. Wow. Anyway, (laughs) it doesn't. I mean, it it is important, but it doesn't actually matter in the scope of what we're discussing for this film. So yes, he. Go ahead. That's that's the only connection is that this guy was in Itman's part three. Like it's got nothing to do with the Itman, except it's the similar kind of like ground roots hero story that Itman is. Sort of. Kind of. They're definitely what's nice is uh Ching Tinchi his character arc is fairly strong and it doesn't start from the same roots as Yiman. He's a single father. It's he's dealing with that on top of everything else, up on top of um Yipman never was leaving his teaching behind. Like his his sure. tai, his Tai Chi uh I mean sorry his Wing Chun was him. Uh that's not the case with Cheng Tinchi where it it's something that he kind of had to drop because of his his status um being it's not technically taken away but he left it behind after his failure uh, of winning against Yipman um to form a school and now his his 
life is centered around his son and then the grocery store that they um they run and collecting for mobsters <laughs> yes you know you have to have a side job of uh breaking some heads uh, to pay the bills yeah so do you want to go over the cast before we get more yeah, into we will the, do, the film itself? We will do a brief rundown of the cast. Uh, we've covered actually quite a few of these actors just by virtue of them appearing in uh, the previous Ip Man films. Our, our lead is Jin Zhang. Um, he is who is portraying Cheung Tin Chi. Uh, he was in The Grandmaster, which was a side film also centered around um, Ip Man, but not part of the Ip Man main films uh surprisingly he was in pacific rim uprising which i don't recall who he played in there but he was he was there nonetheless uh he did stunt assorted stunts in crouching tiger hidden dragon um and most recently he was in the new escape plan the extractors uh i did not see that i did see the first escape plan it's a um, Sylvester Stallone series, which has some fighting kind of in it. Uh, he was in Chapolong 2, um, so Kill Zone 2 in 2015. Uh, did Rise of the Legend. Did we watch this? I don't even know anymore. I think we did. I gotta look at it. Rise of the Legend. Yes, we did in fact. <laughs> we did in fact watch this. This was the super bloody almost kind of black and white um film where it's a folk hero that's just beating the crap out of gangsters and it was very bloody wasn't that a man like it was another retelling uh, of it the same no, it, character it, but... it, it was not Ipman. it was um uh Wong Fei Hung oh yeah it's a Fist of Legends story yes yes and this one had eddie shreddy peng (laughs) in it headlining it he fought samo hung as the the, who was the bad guy running the town Uh, okay we watched this a little while ago so yeah yeah i remember it now um but yeah it was like a prequels kind of story of for before the main story that's usually told yes this is him in his like super brawling days before he became settled down and a doctor yeah yeah. Memories, memories that come back. Um, all coming back to me. All coming back. And then uh that's kind of it. He had a couple other um film roles, but they were minor ones and I think some stunt work. Um then we of course we have Yun Wu Ping who directed the film. We've covered him before through various things. He did the stunt work for Kung Fu Hustle, of course, the titular Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, the directed Grandmaster, um, and then a billion films in the 70s. Uh, and then I've clicked on the wrong... Here we go. Let's go to the director tab because that makes way more sense than the director <laughs> <Yep>. tab. <laughs> uh, tai Chi Master, True Legend, Tai Chi 2, Wing Chun, also, Tai Chi Master, Iron Monkey, um, Drunken Tai Chi, The Magnificent Butcher, 
and of course drunken master and snake in eagle's shadow um oh nice which we have covered many moons ago good stuff good stuff uh let's see we have Xingyu. he was in yipman i think one two and three we will directly check that Really? I thought he was not. This is super weird. I'm pretty sure he was. I don't see it. Okay, there we go. Yipman won. So he must not have been in the sequel. He he didn't make it through the first movie. He's, um, Yipman's one of his main pupils. Uh, sort of. He's kind of like a, yep. uh, can't think of what it was. He's just one of the kids in the older kids in the, the city he was in um kung fu hustle he was the the, the the coolie who uh didn't make it but had the strong legs yeah met, met an unfortunate end i think his head was lopped off cut off by the uh, yeah by the zith, zithers zither yes. masters Boom. yeah really um bodyguards and assassins shaolin Journey to the West. He was in there. Uh, he was in the Wrath of Vajra, which I had always meant to cover. We didn't get around to it. It's now lost to time because it's just not on the list. Um, Kung Fu Jungle. We did not cover, but I did watch. It was good. Um, Iron Protector. Don't know what that is. And then, of course, uh, now uh, Master Z is is his most recent uh, credit. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Michelle Yeoh. She plays a semi-antagonist in the film. She just always does a good job, doesn't she? She No, she does a phenomenal job. This is a really good, really good showing, um, particularly after very many years of mostly doing kind of voice work, I think. That's what this looks like. Uh, she's starting to do some more stuff. She's she was in. It's definitely not related, but um, she was in the latest Star Trek um, TV series. Ah, cool. uh, a little bit of a connection because she was briefly in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, so we'll see that pop up again shortly. Um, the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, we shall not speak of because it was terrible. Um, <laughs> True Legend. We probably should watch that. That was a good one. Um, and then just a sort of many other films. I believe we've brought up a few of them um, previously. Mm. After Tai Tai Chi Master, um, Hero Trio, which we still should eventually watch. Super Cop, uh, all kinds of stuff. Let's see who else. Uh, Tony Jaa makes a brief two cameos in the film, which I thought should have gone on a lot longer, but they did not. And that's fine. Uh, completely unrelated, he is in the new Monster Hunter movie, which I'm excited to watch. There should there should probably be no kung fu in that movie. I'm thinking it's just hunting monsters. Um, he was in Triple Threat most recently. Very disappointing. That movie could have been <laughs> so much cooler. I was very sad about it because that was um, Iko Uwais, Tony Jaa, uh, who else was in it? Michael Jai White, 
um, Scott Adkins. It had like a, just a plethora of really cool stuff. It was like the it was the Expendables of Kung Fu, like Very martial nice. arts, martial artists, and then it just. Just, everyone just got shot <laughs> so it was kind of anticlimactic um oh so tony Jaa, who was he is he the he's the kind of weird assassin guy that he fights a couple yes of times? that he, he fights like one time and then he also pops up at a pivotal moment toward the end of the film i don't understand like the, what the point of how he was he was like the enemy but the friend like it was really weird uh we'll, we'll get to it we'll get around to it i think i yeah. think i feel like i pieced together what what's going on uh we have brian thomas burrell he portrayed the um the the top police officer that was obviously very corrupt but just hilarious to like listen to because he was ridiculous uh real british yes super british guy (laughs) he was apparently um a ring announcer in yip man 2 is his other connection oh funny so that'll be interesting and two would have had, um, I think that was when he was, was that when he was fighting Twister? I think he was fighting Twister in, in number two. Yes, two, two was fighting Twister. 99% sure. Oh, yeah, the English boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, oh, I, I oh, <laughs> almost forgot Dave Bautista is in this film. <laughs> Uh, so he, of course, has been in all the Guardians of the Galaxy films, which is why I had mentioned um, that with mm-hmm. Shoyo. Uh, and he has been in all kinds of things. Um, the also escape plan extractors. So that could possibly be why he was picked for this, because he had already worked with um, the actor playing Cheung Tinji in a previous film. Uh, yep. Well... That was technically released this year, so maybe it's the other way around. But regardless, the two are connected um, through that. Um, he's just big. He's a big. <laughs> he's a big dude, and yep. they just they make such good use of his size um, and his demeanor um, in this. He was in Man with the Iron Fists. Um, uh, anything else hasn't really. Been, I mean, other side from his WWE um, stuff. Uh, his other movies generally aren't um, martial arts related. No. That there's fighting in them because he's large. Um, and he can punch. But, and he can punch. And he can get kicked in the neck and not care. Uh, <laughs> he's just ginormous. What neck? It's not neck, it's what just muscle. Neck? It's just ears and, it's ears and shoulders. Knees and, <laughs> knees and toes. His ears are on his shoulders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is the main cast um, aside from one or two other actors that I just don't remember who they were playing. So we will, unfortunately, um, skip over them. They are available on the IMDb page should you care to look at more. Now it's time for the traditional, not-to-be-forgotten, review. Uh, review. One-star review up first. Let's do it. What do we got? This is, this is from Major Easy. December 29th of December 2018 this is almost exactly a year ago yes I mean Um, these all should be recent because the movie just literally just released yep you said this is the The major easy one okay yes it's major yep major easy Uh, this is the title was crap utter and total crap (laughs) wow starting off strong Mr. Major easy 
uh, amateurish, poor script, terrible acting, and stale stunts plagiarized from decades ago. Costumes are a joke when everybody in a poor neighborhood are dressed in brand new clean clothes, every single person, all the time. Uh, flight scenes are like tango dancers without fear of anyone getting badly hurt. Two guys will stand and posture and look intensely admiringly <laughs> at each other for far too long before okay. a fight resumes. Sigh. They act like they should just hug and go get a room. <laughs> all, all are superhumans. A wooden chair smashed to the face is but a minor inconvenience. The bad guys try too hard to act tough with their over don't overdone, I think this is a typo, overdone expressions, and the good guys try too hard to look cool by being expressionless, both sides failing miserably. Not even worth watching on a free download. Your time is better spent sitting in a park watching clouds change shape. Hmm. What do you think about that one? Yeah, this isn't my most fun movie I've watched. It's it's fun enough, and I enjoyed it because I like kung fu movies, but it's definitely not my favorite, even though it's my most recent, which is usually the case. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, it, it is a little bit more cheesy than I think that mine was. If you, I think if you watch this divorced of watching the Yip Man films, it's probably fine. Uh, it, yeah, it, that's fair. It, it has enough callbacks to what occurred to let you know what happened to these characters, or at least the ones that are important from the, the previous film, which is literally just Chiang Tin Chi uh, and, and his son. But it's not the same kind of movie like it, it's carrying more comedy but trying to be it's it's a weird mix i think of comedy and seriousness where some of it felt mm -hmm. a little bit out of place so i get maybe why this came off um poorly in, in this particular reviewer's uh, opinion I get, I, I, to be honest, I would say I kind of agree to an extent with the fight scenes. There were elements that were good, but they found there was way too much wire work for scenes that would normally be done. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to that because I agree um, on a on a scene. It's not even a scene; it's a set um, in particular. Uh, what's our yeah, What's our more powerful review? Oh, we, we have a ten star. We have a extremes today. Okay, I've got two for you. I must see from a Des Demon four two nine five one three nine one nine. Why did you pick that one? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm just that's just the username, and I read it. Yeah, I know. I um, meant the review. It's okay. Oh, because it's funny because it's so short. Yeah, <laughs> uh, undoubtedly the best of all Itman series. A must see for every kung fu lovers. I think the director's mum wrote this. Yeah, cause... you go, Desdemon four two nine five one three nine one nine. Because I don't think it's, it's definitely not better than Itman one. Like Itman two and three aren't better than Itman one. No, 
And I don't think this was better than two and three. Well, again, it's not the same type of movie, even though it's. It is the same type it, of movie at the same time. <laughs> yeah, to a point, but it's they handled stuff differently. I think the plot is kind of the same, sort sort of. Oh, I have to bring this up. I do this occasionally when I've got the movie playing while we're talking. It's at the scene where like the main actress um, sings in English. Oh boy, that was hilarious. <laughs> Because it's completely a different person singing. Yes. However, she was, like, trying to sing it. Like, it matches her mouth movements. For the most part. Sometimes sometimes it'll go off. Yeah, yeah. I just wish they just left her, just the actual actress singing, instead of making some bad voiceover. I don't don't know why they did that. But yeah. Okay, so the the actual 10-star review... It has a little bit more. I don't think we should do the really big one. It's too long. I'll do this okay. uh, this mid-sized one. Uh, amazing experience from Awesome Aries. Uh, yes. Awesome Aries. Uh, this is all very recent. 30th of October, 2019. Thanks for writing in, Awesome Aries. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Wu Ping Yuan, the director. Edmund Wong and Tai Li Chan, the writers. Jin, oh, this is just going to be a thank you to everybody. Jin Zhang, Dave, how do you say his name? Boyce, ba- Batista. 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 Uh, Michelle Yao, uh, for allowing us all to experience this action-packed story. I sincerely express my appreciation for allowing morals such as honor, pride, respect being displayed in the entertainment realm. The showing of how doing the right thing allow always triumphs wrongdoers really allows the public to see an example and fully embrace how sometimes in the past as well as today's society the laws can be corrupt but that still doesn't stop people from standing up thank you thank you all thank you all so much for being a part of this amazing movie (laughs) who's this who's this (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's nice to see a thank you but they're i don't think they're gonna be reading this all right (laughs) go ahead go ahead awesome you do your thing that was fun still to read because it's it's so different (laughs) neither of those were very good 10 star reviews (laughs) no that's why it's so funny (laughs) okay Um, the only other one's like 16 hours long like it's it's like a thousand words. I'm going to click on it. Which one is it? Wow. It's too long. I can't do it. It didn't even have like, there's not even like paragraph breaks. No, it's too much. We can't do it. Okay. But that's fine. That's fine. What do you think of the thank you? Are you that appreciative of <laughs> the director? No. And I feel bad about that now. <laughs> <laughs> See, this just makes me content. feel bad. I'm like, oh, maybe I should be more appreciative of um, these these great directors and their cast and all the stunt teams and their moms and everyone, <laughs> the chefs on the set. And you know what? Yes, yeah. let's let's be thankful for the 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 blood, sweat, and tears that goes into making these movies, so that we can enjoy vicariously these kung fu antics. That is a nice yeah. thing. Let's, let's be thankful. That is that is we'll, a nice thing. We'll we'll take a moment of silence to be thankful for this. Okay, that's good. Um, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 
So I just what don't did, think it's worth yeah. the praise they're kind of issuing on it. That that works fine because I was going to go. What do you actually? What do you feel? How do you feel about this movie, Charles? Ah, uh, it it just I don't know. It it felt not as good. Uh, it just it felt a bit too ham-fisted, a bit tacky at times. I, I don't get me wrong. I think Master Z, the actor, I think he did a really good job, and I think he's a very talented martial artist. I think just the fight scenes just weren't done well. I think they were too trying to be too spec like too much spectacle, which mm. made it look unspectacular. Yeah, I just want to watch him and his son and make it like uh like a baby cart series movie. I just want to watch him go from town to town solving crimes and maybe assassinating people with his son in tow. <laughs> what well, I'd watch the that. Thing with that. Oh yeah. Like a um lone wolf and cub. Yeah, like literally. So. I just watch that but make it a kung fu movie or series. Just like 30 minutes, 30, 45 at the max, you know, like little little bite-size chunks. Of him oh, rolling into cool. town, buying his son a gift. The gift gets broken, and then he has to battle whoever broke his son's toy. <laughs> nice. I'll watch that. Yeah, like he, he's very good. I just I think they were just trying too hard with it's some really, of the fight scenes. Yeah, it didn't feel grounded it's enough. Super weird because this is Yunwu Ping, and this feels like the least Yunwu Ping film. Like he's phoning it in or something. It's really strange. Because there's good fight scenes, there's a couple really good set pieces, and then there's ones that you're going like, they could have just not put that in there. Like, it would have been so much better if they just did not include that. Mm. Because it was so, uh, it just takes you out of the movie. And to cut to the chase, we're just going to talk about the ridiculous, let's go fight on the neon signs section well see it had potential to be like a cool spectacle but again like i said before the repeating myself it, it just ended up being unspectacular it, because... it went on for like five minutes and they were clear like wire was real slow wire work is fine but they were like slowly jumping slowly in yeah the wires were there for safety the wires yeah. were there just to carry them across <laughs> Yeah, so it it basically just made the action not look like like everything else is fairly realistic. This part was like a weird, might as well have been a dream sequence. It was so like bizarrely put together. I did like the look of the set. Like I did like all the yeah, no, like the, the idea part. was really cool. But I'd rather just go watch this happen again in um, with Jackie Chan uh, or or just like in Ong Bak. Or no, it was, oh, in, the, yes, it was yeah. in the protector, I think. Yep. Where they they fought on the side of a building and were like people clearly being smashed. One dude got hurt because it was so you know realistic. I preferred that kind. If you're gonna do this, do it that way. Oh, was that what? What was the one where they um we watched and they like the guy jumped and they just like stuck the guy with the bamboo pole and he like that fell straight down. <laughs> that was, um, was like <laughs> yeah, Merantau, another one where again. The the sense of because this happens in this one he kicks people off of the things but they just like float to the ground or they hit the thing and then fall you know this very um, languid in a not good way it did not it, they slowed the action down 
and it made it like boring. It was a boring like- fight on neon signs, like up a building, which could have been the most exciting thing, but the speed of snails fighting. Yeah, and to be honest, you say the other fight scenes were believable. To be honest, even ones that were in a room, they were using wires. Like even yeah, and they but, but it was to... it was because it was close together. It was a little bit more withstandable. I don't know, like I thought, but I'd have to go back. I mean, you you have it playing, so you have a better grasp of when those things kind of pop up. Um, I enjoyed. But- Oh, I guess I only had a few fights that I enjoyed. I liked the one, the very beginning, is a fight um, <clears throat> in the alleyway where uh, Ching Tinchi rescues his lady friend that he just met and doesn't know. That was probably and, the best one in the movie, yes, to be honest. I think that was the best one. It was only like 20 seconds long. It was very brief. Um, but it was him just like throwing down, showing what he can do, not using... Uh, Ming Chun, because he's like sealed it away. Um, briefly. To be fair, though, like because I was talking to Odin about this, and it's like when he switches to Wing Chun at the end. Uh, at the end, there wasn't much change. <laughs> it was he's a little okay. Very similar. He fights very similar, but I may have teared up a little bit when the Yip Man theme kicked in. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, perfect. And then the fight was like over really fast. But it, um, they they played their hand well with the music um, in that yeah. particular segment, which was really weird because he's not Yip Man, so why do they have the Yip Man theme? But, you know, well, it, it is what it did, is. Was, did it, I, I don't know, because I say, I still think he fought, even when he wasn't fighting with Wing Chun, he was fighting a very similar style, very close in Great Light. Yes. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's close enough, but there's specific things he's doing in the um, the, the the end fight yeah. that are different. Yeah, he does. The, it's like the, the multiple hits instead of just the one big hit. They tend to yeah, yeah and he's and he's hits. attacking uh, multiple parts, multiple parts, but like using his blocks as attacks, where he wasn't really doing that before. Before he's just powering. Well, he he had to change it up a little bit because his brute force style was not working against that particular opponent at the end because he's way bigger did Mm. he did he adapt as wing chun because the the big debate between itman and himself and itman 3 was that they both came from the same wing chun lineage but from two different brothers so they were like i guess kung fu cousins (laughs) yeah it it was splintered so one of them was one of them was, was supposed to difference. be the true one, and one of them was not. And yes, did he style ad- one that? Am, am I wrong to think that he adapted at the end there to include more of the Ipman's style? Probably is what the case. It's probably what happened, which is why they put in the Ipman, Ipman music. theme because he sealed his own Wing Chun prior to that. Like he's like, I'm not using it. Ipman's, I mean, not Ipman. Um, Wing Chun is not who I am. You know, I can be something else. Yeah, I could be. But again, I like the other big good fights, grocery store clerk. <laughs> yeah, store clerk. The other, the other good fight scene was the flashbacks to man <laughs> with Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah, that part was good. I know, I I enjoyed his fight with um, Michelle Yeoh. Actually, all I of their interactions were all very well done. Now, there's wire stuff in there. 
but it's not like it felt. Nah, that was still bad. I thought that it was okay. Because I, that I wire work the... felt like Yun Wu Ping's wire work. Okay. Well, I think I think you are you right in general. I think it was a better fight scene, but when they did use the wire work, it didn't seem necessary. Like he literally just jumped like a meter, and it's like, why did they lift him on wires for that? Like, he didn't uh, yeah, that part was that. a little silly. And it just fully ruined it. Whereas, like, usually they wouldn't. Bother. And I don't well, mind some wire work. To. There, there, there's some in Yipman, but it's not like this egregious. And no. part of, part of that is a lot of the other fights um, are very. They're not tech. They're not specifically realistic, but they're more grounded in realism than almost any of these. These are like people have powers but you know they're they're just slightly better than a regular person um but there's no yeah, crazy jumps there's no crazy weird acrobatic stuff really in yipman except for maybe the fight um with Samohung when they're when they're doing when he's doing his grandmaster like tests table. In, in that um yeah the table stuff but aside from that it's generally just him punching people really hard really fast well yeah but even that table stuff it just felt cool like even you know they were cheating to do it felt cool and it looked it was cool, a good whereas... it was a good set piece that they, they don't they didn't have that in this film everything no. was a little bit smaller and kind of squished in and like as i say like i don't mind wire work like some movies which they are literally a wire work kung fu movie where they are trying to be mystical or like these characters are like can float or they can balance on top of bamboo like yeah be- because you're, you're, well you're expecting it in those films this film exactly. wasn't like why is this happening like why is everyone why is semi-magical <laughs> and they shouldn't be i just want to watch them punch each other yeah and and it just completes a guy in general i think i still enjoyed the the film and the story i like the characters i actually liked the lead actress i thought she was very good um it was a little kind of convenient that it was the same lady he helped the day before. That of that course, well, they're in, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're walking in like he's like, watch my son. <laughs> like, happens to be the exact same lady. This is Hong Kong. Yeah, when is it set? Like the fifties. Ah, uh, yes, the fifties where they have very expensive Batman toys. That was like killing me. That yes, <laughs> stupid toy was that? that was like clearly made like now. Um, but just st- stuck on like a, um, a spindle music, like old toy used to be music box thing yeah it's yeah. like the craftsmanship was you know 60 years in the future but stuck on an old school music box <laughs> old school music box and what was he called he was like it wasn't it's like the, do you think that was actually a character that was in no no it was Batman she, it was a Batman, well, but they, they called they called him something else. It was like the black, and he was yellow. Oh yeah, he was yellow, but he was like the black mole or something. I don't think he was called the bat. bat. It was some other animal. That doesn't matter. Well, see, was... It was really funny just because they kept saying his name, like you're supposed to. You're supposed to know who it is. Yeah, it was a little weird and very. I mean, the toy could have been anything, and they picked like definitely Batman clone. <laughs> it's like a knockoff Batman. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty... weird. Well, the, I could I could believe that there was a clo- a, a copy of Batman from the fifties in Hong Kong, and that they, it's it legitimately was a copy back then, and that's why they used it now. 
in this movie because that would be kind of cool like if it was a knockoff back then because batman's been around a long time when was batman yeah. around but 60s uh, 50s 50s or 60s but this is like i think this is before then you think so I thought this was post-war. Really, it was really hard to tell. No, it had to be post. It had to be post-war because yeah, yeah the mine was post-war, and this is after that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. It must be fifty. Yeah, it had to be. It's a, Brit- it's a British occupation. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it it might be. It's it's just weird. It's a weird <laughs> thing. I was even moving into the sixties to be honest, because some of the the clothing and costuming was more more 60s had that yeah which i think is what um was rubbing the one reviewer the wrong way i think they made it pretty clear that they were in aside from one small segment like a more affluent section of the city Uh, everything's kind of prospering uh and there are very specific people that are rich that they're, they're dealing with like up and up um uh, clientele uh, look at the that auction was being held and it's just like the most rich people in hong kong so yeah everyone's gonna be fancy a bit fancy just, just a little bit yeah a little bit fancy yeah i don't know all in all like it was the story kind of fits it seemed it just seemed as i say it seemed a little convenient that it just happens to be the same girl because even back in the 50s 60s hong kong was a big populated city i'm pretty sure <laughs> like it wasn't just the same two people you saw every day yeah but except for when you're ching tin chi and you find the same two people every day yeah <laughs> uh the um so this had the level of i think you can't discredit the level of violence in the other yeet man films because they're dealing during wartime and there's a lot of craziness going on but it, it was kicked up a notch in this one as far as like what people were willing to do and just casually murder people or set them on fire or all kinds of chop off your brother's arm <laughs> yeah all kinds all kinds of ridiculous stuff um it fit the setting but it didn't fit the tone of the movie because they kept doing no. fu- funny things and then they would be like oh and your arms off but they're not playing it like they're playing it straight, so you're, it's really it's like a whiplash. You're like, well, are you, are we being funny now? This isn't funny. Like, <laughs> you're definitely killing people, or you just shot someone in the face, even though it was like a weird, jokey situation. Um, and yeah, there's some a lot of, and then we we'll eat some steak, and better wait five minutes for it to for it to rest. Yeah, which is what you should do, but um, <laughs> that Always that's steak to rest. neither here, neither here nor there. Um. Uh, that's important. Yes. That's important. Resting, resting meats is important. For sure. Let that, <laughs> get that juice back in there. Um, so plot-wise, it's really, he kind of, it's not really led by our main character. He just kind of gets pulled he into just this pulled underground into it. world. And it like utterly wrecks his like, his own personal life. trying to move on life. Sort of. And he just can't stand the fact that there's people doing bad things, despite the fact the movie starts with him working doing, for the <laughs> doing bad things. Yeah, it's he's a little bit hypocritical, but he comes around kind of. What I do like about him versus so though both um, Chiang Tinchi and Yip Man are 
they're relatively stoic characters. They're they 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 are moved to action, but there's not a lot of emotion invested in that thing. They do mm-hmm. something because they have to, not because necessarily um, they're happy to do, you know, or do or whatever, or angry. It's, that's not like their motivator. Um, they're they're I guess they're righteous in their in that sense. Um, but Tsung Tinji, I think, pulls that off better than um, Yip Man. Uh, some of this comes down to Eatman's character being like a little bit more jovial. Like he's he is kind of like enjoying life, you know, until everything kind of falls apart. He's 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 focused on his work versus his family, so there is that conflict. But he's perfectly willing to like be smiling and happy with his wife and, and child. Like we see that. Um, we don't get that with Chung Tinchi. He's like a serious dude doing serious stuff seriously watching for his child you know everything's very serious with him he's not well and it, he's not and he's joking like, around you know no oh he was good yeah i don't know i saw what you mean he's also i would see him more as like he's not perfectly good like he's a little bit more rounded as a character no, he, because he, i mean he's almost an anti-hero like he yeah <laughs> he yeah. could be like, the batman <laughs> like that's that's why they were kind of having a Batman toy, I think. Well, kind of, I bring it to the classic Dungeon Dragon. It's like, man, to me, seems more of a lawful good or at least yeah. a neutral good. Like, whereas he's, at, he's probably more leaning towards, um, Master Z's leaning more towards chaotic good. Like, yeah, he's going to do his own things. Yeah. Yeah. To get something done. Now, and, and I think that that, good. yeah, it works for his character. It's fine. I, I enjoy, like I said, I, I would watch him and his, child go do adventures i i like that better than what this was trying to do like it, it's doing that but not it's not leaning on it very hard because it what, what happens no. is this movie's following a bunch of different little plot threads that tie together but it kind of sidelines Ching Tinchi. like he feels like he's not really the main character in his own movie do, do you know what i mean yeah, well, because he because just it, happened to be there. He, yeah, to he's help just the like girls. incidentally doing a thing, and incidentally helping a thing, or maybe f- because of revenge doing a thing. But it never felt like this is Ching Tinchi's story. It's like, I mean, it's really kind of the story of um, uh, Dave Bautista's. Uh, well, it's like Dave Bautista's chef has a fairly large role. I mean, it's, it's sort of sidelined toward the end of the film, but he's central in what's going on. And then, um, uh, uh, I've lost my tab. It is the owner of the bar. It's, yes, um, it, 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 it's more his, it, I mean, he, again, is a side character, but it still feels like it's more related to him because Ching Tinchi's, he's visiting he's like a house guest (laughs) so it's centered around the effects of what's going on to uh ching ting chi's girlfriend which is the guy's sister and then that uh his fiance who was the one lady that didn't make it because she was forced drugs well it's it's kind of their story 
yeah, it's that their family. It's the 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 brother, the sister, and the good the, brother, yeah. sister, not the not the villains. Yes, and their thing, and it's more like Master Z. He he pulls on a thread of a of a woolen jersey, a loose thread, and he and it's just unravels. It's basically what yeah. the plot is. Like he just yeah. tugs on it by happening to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Which well, just it, forces it's, a chain of events. It's it's doing what, um, like say Zatuichi or Lone Wolf and Cub. It's doing what those things do in it's he's not he's the main character in someone else's story. He's there yeah. to like solve a thing and you. then leave. Like that's what happens in those wandering, you know, uh uh character with the Ronas stories, yes. And it it's doing that, but it's doing it like poorly is the problem. I think it's trying to look at too many things uh, and not focus on like one, one three. It's like they're, they're, they're kept bouncing around between too much because you have um, the, the chef who runs a, a charity auction house and is also a secret drug dealer. Like, okay, that's, that's a bad guy. That's a one good bad guy. You've given him, uh, you've given him like breadth and width. He does many things. You know he's he's not a flat character. He also um, likes the the Batman. Yes, he also the likes Batman. the Batman because he helps the orphans. You know, there's like he has a a lot going on. And then you do a side villain with the younger brother of another villain who is trying to not be a villain. <laughs> it's like a, it's, there's yeah. too much. Like they could have just yeah. picked one right. of those things. Pick one bad guy. Well, especially scenes Michelle Yao's uh, character. She's she's like the head of a big the triads the big crime syndicate yes but yeah she knows nothing about this other drug lord that her little brother ends up finding it i just well she's trying to get out of the drug trade and do like legitimate business but all of her funds are from the drug or not drug but um just just criminal enterprises because it's not specifically drugs um so she's made all of her money and all of her power um from the family crime business and then she's trying to get around that. She's trying to do right. Um, which, which I'm trying, trying to step back from the business and let her brother run it. But he's like incompetent and he's just making everything worse. And she's not oh, like you, she's ignoring it. But I just don't understand how she doesn't know that there's this big. She seems to act oblivious to it. Because she's but trying she's to not it. be in the business is what's yeah, happening. So she's ignoring it on purpose. So it's it's you're very right. weird because it's like making everything worse. Yeah, she's just trying right, to do good, and she's actually because she's ignoring problems. She's not. Um, there's stuff Keep that she could solve using the resources she has, and then she's willfully like, "I'm just going to be good." But you're, you're like evil by ignorance is not like a good <laughs> look. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's a good way to explain it, but. Yeah, as I say, I think you're right that if they just focused on the one kind of villain, yeah, it would have, I, I, it would have been more coherent. Like I get, I get all the strands, but because you're invested in, like, okay, you're waiting for the big reveal, and then all of a sudden, wait, no, it's actually another. There's just, it's like a Scooby Doo thing. There's way too many people with masks on, and they all get endings as well at the end of the film. Yeah. And it's like you could have just done one of these and then put a bigger budget and more time into doing good choreography in one fell swoop rather than trying to split it between like 
I don't know, three crews, like A team, B team, C team, trying to do all this stuff at one time. Um, so yeah, that, uh, you know, my opinion, like, I guess so this happens sometimes where like my memory immediately, like my visceral reaction of whatever we watched was like actually much higher until I go back and think about it. And like, actually there's a lot of problems with this movie. Um, that if I tried to watch it again, I would just be kind of like upset with because it could have been so much better. Yes, it could have. Um, again, I think the acting was actually pretty good, better than a lot of other Kung Fu films. Like I think the storytelling yeah. was good. I just, well, I just we yeah, have, I we have a seasoned cast. Like this is all professional. Like they're not up and coming people. They've been doing this a long time. They do their job well. So a yeah. lot of this must be on the, you know, the stunt team, the director, the the editing, yeah, all you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on here that, that I don't know who did the script writing. I mean, something fell apart somewhere, and so yeah, that our original one star review is not as far off the mark as I would like. Um, that being the case, this is not a one star film. No, I would. We'll do it Definitely early. I'll, gi- I'll give it. I'll give it like a, a six point five. Because I don't feel it's a seven. I think I think there's a little too many threads that could have been neatly woven into one thing and not what we end up getting. Yep, I agree. It's a case of um, the 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 sum of the parts are less than they should be. Yeah. Rather than having synergy, it's got the opposite. And, and that's it's super weird because I'm not I wasn't like dissatisfied watching it. I, I enjoyed watching the film. I had a great time when it got to the end. I mean, that's a lot of fun, but it definitely did like two kind of two and a half endings. Yeah. And yeah, that weird assassin guy that we talked about, like Master Z was getting roughed up by the the bad brother. Yeah, so he's already injured because he his house was firebombed, um, and he's fleeing with his son, and he can't really fight back much because he's trying to keep his son alive um, and out of harm's way. And so he has, like, some minor burn injuries. He's been suffering smoke inhalation, and he's fine against any regular of the just crappy gangsters. But then we get introduced to probably the best side character in the film who we only get to see twice um uh, tony jaw's character pops up and like starts wrecking him and it's <laughs> such a good like small fight it's a little too slow though for like a little bit um and i and there's a little bit because they're fighting in a very tight area and we get a lot of weird camera stuff because there's like pillars so it's it's breaking up the fight when it could have flowed a little better had they been out in the street rather than in like a strip mall side area but it just seemed weird like was i assume he's from michelle yo's side i do not know they did not say who hired him (laughs) if they did i did not get where he came from well that's the impression that's the impression i got um was that he was he's not he's from the same side of the fence but not the same group no because i don't think the brother could have like afforded or 
No, no, not the brother. Like he's that's what yeah. I mean. Like the brother's on the same side as the sister, but the sister yeah. doesn't like what his brother's doing. And so he was there keeping an eye on things. But then I was like, why is he fighting Master C then? And then at the end, he helps the helps by taking out Matisse. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> the chef. The chef. Our steak lover. Who overcooked a yeah. steak, by the way. That steak he eats, the first steak he eats is like is well done. It's a disgrace. Uh, <laughs> but yeah like he just like assassinates him and does this like funny nod like don't you uh, don't worry i got your back <laughs> i got your back even though i tried to beat you up earlier so yeah there's no because we see him twice we don't get he has no character well any but it's cool he's got this like cool little like fridge stick where he throws like icicles out of <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's, the, kill it's the, the perfect assassin tool because it'll melt and leave no trace Except it's for the by the time people got there, they see a giant icicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it just seemed odd. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, yeah, it whole, it was I a little weird. I wanted him to be in there a little bit more than he was. But I mean, at the same time, I'm going well. I'm glad they didn't actually do that because it would have been way too much going yeah. on. Like, we don't yeah, need a whole other thread. Because it just makes no sense that he fought him in the first place for the way he acts later. Like, it just didn't fit. But yeah, again, that's why I thought it was... I don't know. Michelle <laughs> Yao's car- um, side is because she was trying to clean things up, but she didn't want to be seen to be assassinating people. So it was like, cut, like keep it quiet. Guess, that's the way I read I it. Don't, maybe. It, it's the same feeling we got when we watched um, Shadow and, like, the one assassin dude showed up to stop the other assassin like who's this guy he shows up to stop the other assassins from killing the the other captain i'm like what whatever (laughs) fine that's fine (laughs) i'll just let it go (laughs) yeah fair enough yeah yeah i don't i really really like it man i can't say how much i enjoy the other two because we watched both at the same time and they became one movie in my head <laughs> but i still think they're strongly above this like well and truly above this and how much i liked it yeah there's I like i'm down to a six or so yeah that's why i left mine at a 6.5 because i liked what they were trying to do with it i just don't think it succeeded um as well as it could have uh yeah, I I wanted this to be I had high hopes for this. Like not not exceedingly high, um, because it is a spin-off of another thing and there is there is clearly Eatmon four as its own separate movie, so we'll put our hopes on that one, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I've got the scene on with uh, the bar owner and Master Z um after the fiance gets um, murdered with drugs. They go for revenge I, to the triads. Yeah. And that scene, like we've seen some cool, like Upman does it. Like even in, I think it's Upman two and three, probably there's big fights with like the X gangs and stuff. Yeah. Whereas this is like, they're, they're clearly fighting in a circle and everyone around the outside, you can see they're just standing there waving their swords. <laughs> just, they're not doing anything. And it just seems really obvious that they're not attacking. Yeah. Uh, just And they're in a tiny little room too. So it's like, they could have all just smushed with together. With no furniture. And, 
with no furniture. Well, very it little. Was, it was so, like, super it... weird. Uh, and the one dude that should have like been kind of helping them is not because they weren't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, you know, they weren't originally trying to kill. Uh, they don't really have any beef with the um, with Michelle Yeoh. It's just her brother. And of course, she's jumping in because she doesn't want her brother to be killed. But um, her bodyguard is like trying to fight all of the mooks from the brothers gang, plus also fighting um, Ching Tinchi and his and his best bestie. So it was like a little bizarre. It's like there's only three of you guys, and there's a lot of other dudes. You should probably not be. You can wait, wait till they're all defeated, and then you can fight amongst yourselves would have seemed the better okay. idea okay the, this this scene right with michelle uh yells on right now and when the brother pulls out the gun that shot was pretty baller like when he dives at the gun yeah and like forces the gun down to so he fires into the ground was pretty baller but then i didn't like when she pulls out the sword that was real cheesy that was it remember she she did she did like talk about that before as, as like that was being her thing was she used a blade. Yeah, I know, but it just is a bit cheesy that what is cool is when the, the two fights are happening. I think that's um, the choreography for that was pretty cool. Having the one fight in the background. Yeah, they did. They did a good ones. job with, with everything. Um, like you said, like the threat felt a little bit undersold because the dudes are just kind of standing there and there was a bunch of them. Uh, and I like the sword because, again, what happens is this feels like it should have been in another type of movie is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like this is like Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of stuff going happening here. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, I do, I do it's like done well, things. but it doesn't belong in Yipman real world. Like <laughs> it's, we, we've we've discussed this, I think, several times where. Uh, over time, things become embellished, and that's kind of how we feel like these uh, extraordinary powers are, are meant to be portraying just superhuman levels of dedication to the martial arts. And people mm-hmm. just doing rumors and going, oh, yeah, they, obviously this guy was like flying around. It was crazy. And that's what this feels like. It's an embellishment of that sort of thing. Like it's just an awe of these crazy events. But it – it's taking place in like the real world, so it's just super weird. Um, yeah, this this was probably the better fight. This would probably be the best fight in the movie for me because mm, it's I, less. I, yeah, it's less. I, I, it's there's there's like no there's very little wire work, um, and I do like the choreography between having the two. There's a cool shot. There's one really cool shot that I saw where it, it's focusing on Master Z's fight. And then it switches to the brother, the the bar owner, who's fighting the underling. Yeah. And like the camera like zooms through that one fight and focuses back on Master Z. Like little stuff like that, I th- I did really appreciate it at the time. Uh, I think it went too long, and it got a little bit too much, as you say. The well, that was the case. I think that was the case with like most of the movie. Just did a lot of things a little bit too long. Um. Out of the fights, I I really enjoyed uh, Batista's fight with uh, the. It's not even a fight, really. It's just it's execution. Um, his final fight with the bar owner. 
I, I thought it was done very well. There's a little bit of wire work, but that's just like it's just selling uh the chef's like physical power. Like to to extreme levels where he's just like shrugging off any kind of attempt at damage to him and just his yeah. single punches are enough to send another man flying. Those didn't feel as wacky as like some of the other stuff. Like it felt like it's obviously, of course, not realistic, but it's closer to that just because of their sizes are so different. And it, it's it more sets, visceral. It, yeah, it's and it sets the stage because it's it's his you know, one guy's angry and one guy's just calmly like, What are you gonna even do about it? Nothing. And go eat your steak. Um <laughs> you yeah. wasted it. I like that part. Um but it's set, it's setting the stage for what we obviously know is the Ching Ten Chi confrontation, and you're just going like, "What is he going to even do? Like, how's he going to hurt him?" Uh, and we, of course, find out that he just needs the the, 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 the power of music <laughs> to, to win the battle. He just but, he presses hey, hey. his little you know boombox player to to get himself hyped up. Nice. Just thinks so, that man, that man gets yeah. him going, mm-hmm. gets him up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's the it's the um what was it the the intensely uh, admiringly stare um at his at his Ipman photo <laughs> that he has to yep. do before he so he can he has a little locket you know and he looks at it and he's just oh my, my boy man um you were gonna say something uh i was just thinking that that i did like i do like the fact that they foreshadowed the whole that whole gun thing right at the start of the film and then he actually yeah. uses it in, in in a life or death situation against the gangster. I I did like that. Now I now I remember it. That that was pretty bad. That was pretty badass. Like at the start when he's talking to the guy and he's saying, "Look, I'm not going to do any more um, fights for you. I'm not going to fight for you any longer." And the guy's like, "No, you, you have to." And he's like, "You know what's better, fists or a gun?" And he's like, "Within as it's like seven feet." I can, I can get you before within seven feet. My fists are better. Outside that, you'll get the gunners. And he's like, "Well, we're seven feet apart now." And it's just that was really cool. And then for them to do that in action later on, I thought that was a nice touch. Like good good bit of script writing there. Yeah, yeah. They had and they had a lot of really good. Um, aside from a couple of wonky fight scenes, I think the general cinematography was like really on point. There's a lot of really well crafted shots some good framing um i did like the part it's it's when the younger when we first are introduced to the younger brother and he's um he's in his little office and he's he has his little gun and he's um i think he's loading it or cleaning it or something but the scene is outside of the office when uh the 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 fiance for the the bar owner when she's showing up because she's addicted to opium and she goes there for her fix so she's yep. going to i think she's trying to pay off a debt or or they want her to pay off a debt and she's just trying to leave but uh it the camera's like outside of his office looking through a window and you're only seeing a little like portion of it's just him and the gun and then so as you just know this guy's bad news and it like the camera goes into the office um and and the the girl is introduced and of course it doesn't end well but uh that that kind of framing they do that often um and and they i would give props to the film for that at the very least yeah that's the uh, that's fair to be honest I, i'm kind of coming down to the point where i think the the gangster 
the brother is the real problem with the film. He was way too violent. <laughs> Everything he did was like too much. And a yeah. lot of problems would not have happened had he been properly More like realistic. chastised. Also, just need to be like punished yeah. for things as an adult. Well, exactly. or, just tone, or just toned down because he was going overboard and yeah, he was causing a lot of issues when they were stuff that didn't need to happen. <laughs> like... And that, and that's in the world. It's if it was yeah, the real character, the real person in the real world needs to be toned down. But this is a this is a script that's being written. I think if they had made his character a little bit more, he seemed too unbelievable because he was so excessively violent and so excessively ridiculous. It just yeah, seemed... and he's like, how is anyone following him? He doesn't seem like a very good leader. Um, there's there's this huge issue which. Uh, we vaguely brought up the there's there's giant um police corruption it's it's endemic um because of the the british control um over hong kong the hong kong police themselves are not effective and that's like that's a giant like through line in the film is the constant questioning of uh morals and ethics on part of the police and them doing their duty uh, for the good of Hong Kong versus for a paycheck. Yep. And that, that of course, comes to um, a head at the end of the film. But because of that corruption is what's sort of fueling a lot of the um, the gang, uh, not just violence, but their ability to operate, um, is, it, is what is in itself financing um, a lot of the, the British interest in Hong Kong. Because they're getting kicked, they're kicking back a lot of that money from the the drugs and crime and everything to the police, bribing them basically um, to look the other way. Uh, yeah. and it's and it's not just on their part. A lot of this agency is through outside forces, like uh, the 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 chef who, who is, I believe, an American in this setting and is just like there in Hong Kong to make money because he's making money hand over fist. Um, yeah, but between all this, all this internal and external corruption um and he has big fists so he can and he has that. big fists he is a big <laughs> dude where he can't sell that hard enough um how large he is in, especially in comparison with like anybody else there um yep. he's a big man <laughs> but yeah that all that all that stage is it's present and you see it throughout the movie but it's like window dressing uh, and, mm -hmm. and it's and it's it's something that they're trying to make a message of, but it's so like ham fisted that it was too much. Like again, that that was the problem is there's there's like five things happening and there's like five big plot things going on that just didn't need to be there. Two things could have been fine and would have been dramatic enough, um, toned down some of the comedy. It's, it's needed a little bit because some of the violent things were violent. And if you don't have a little bit of comedy to like offset that, then this becomes like the departed or, you know, a, just a d different sort of movie. Um, but Agreed. yeah, so had they, had they maybe toned down the brother like a little bit, I mean, you can't rein him in fully because then you're losing a lot of the plot you're working with in the first place. But if you just tone him down a touch, uh, and made him not so cartoony because that's what it felt like. It's like yeah, he's it's in a too, yeah, it's like he's cool. in a diff he's in a different movie, and then he's just like interjected into this one. 
Yeah, it was just way too extreme. Which was just really weird because then you have you had that op. What, part part of this is he's offset by the two other villains or three other villains technically, but um, the chef who plays everything really straight and you you could be forgiven to go he's not a bad guy until toward toward the latter half of the film and oh he's the secret bad guy you know it's still oh, we knew it's still telegraphed guy, it's so obvious. It, it, yeah. it is but i mean it could have gone he he's playing it more straight you know he's he's more subtle in his bad guyness and then michelle yo is a clearly a bad character who's on a weird like trying to do redemption arc but still is just utterly bad person um you're not willing to actually she's not willing to actually do the good things or or isn't in a position to be respected enough to be allowed to do the good things so it's a lot of like it's a lot of social commentary i mean yeah that's fair that's what's happening with this movie um and that's fine like it it is in a place to do that which is what the other Yipman films were also doing because they're dealing with the war <laughs> and occupation and um, oppression and you know that this this is dealing with all of those ghosts and all that kind of thing as well. So it is serious topics because it's real stuff that happened and these are some of them are real people, um, but they just they needed to pick a tone and they did not. They didn't pick a tone enough. Um, and this would not have worked as a comedy. Like they could not have leaned that way. I don't think you get you get kung fu hustle if you do that. Um, but so I don't know. I don't know where other than like trimming down some of the plot threads. I don't know what they could have done to like e- you know even out the tone a little bit more. Really, it's just toning down the the brother. I think is probably what the yeah, I, the best choice would have been. I think that would have made gone a long way to kind of fix this movie. Yeah, because he just—he's yeah. just so out there. Like he—he he kills the one dude that's his business partner, and then you're just left siding with the chef, going like, "I would have just hired you anyway. You didn't have to kill him." Like that didn't make—it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. Yeah. So there's just moments like that. They're like, "Why?" This guy's just too hardcore for this movie. He needs to like be in something else. <laughs> he he, you know, he you know what he reminded me of. He reminded me of um, uh, the the club owner in Marantau, who was trying so hard to like be buddy buddy with um the Dutch bad guys. I think they were Dutch. Oh yeah. You know, because he's just going to extremes and then being very violent when it wasn't necessary and then just being, like, sycophantic. That's what this dude... It's, like, the same dude. The same character feeling. Well, it's the kind of compensating for their lacking, the trying to be the big man kind of... Yeah, yeah, they they, they have power and they're just... It's just, like, corrupted them, but they're not very good at it. So it's just making them ineffectual bad guy. Who's yes. still doing bad things and like <laughs> ruining lives um, in in their bid for like more power and to like make someone else happy? Yeah. They want to sit at the big boy table, but they need to stay back where they were at because they're just not ready yeah, for the big time. Like, acting like a little big man child. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that that's all I've got to you for Master Z, the Yidman Legacy. I, I, I had fun with it. I enjoyed watching oh, it. Definitely. It wasn't like a bad movie. Um, we have issues. There's stuff that they <laughs> stuff that they could have done better. Um, I would watch a lot of these actors in other stuff. I mean, I, and I have seen them in other things, but, uh, I look forward to other, um, other films where, um, the actor playing uh, Chiung Tinchi, who I'm about to pull back up because I just don't like forgetting his names. Um, it is Jin Zhang Jin. Zhang Jin. I'll try to remember that. He'll come up again, I'm sure. Uh, I might actually just go watch, which I'm sure is terrible, but the um, uh, lockdown, breakdown, breakout, whatever, whatever the Stallone movie is that he's in again with uh, Batista because I like I enjoy watching Dave Batista he's, he's a funny guy um, the escape plan extractors uh, I watch that what we oh, yeah. should do maybe for next time is uh, I'm just I'm in the mood for more Jackie Chan honestly oh definitely I actually just watched uh, Rush Hour 1 and 2 in my last kind of week at work while I was finishing off stuff I had it on in the background all right. The fun movies. <laughs> they are. I have, I, I brought the trilogy with me in anticipation of covering those. So maybe that's on the docket. Um, We'll have to figure out a time. I think maybe 2020 is the year of the Wickening because we have to also watch them and try to get um, B-Wade <laughs> like lined up somehow. Uh, That'd be cool. Show. Oh, and I did, Um, I just found a prequel john wick comic book in the store so i might pick that up and also oh, read awesome. that so there's there's some stuff uh in the future that we've had already tentatively planned um so maybe maybe next time is some good old-fashioned rush hour yeah jackie chan is great jackie chan is great <laughs> all right i think that that wraps us up for today we gave our scores we gave a rundown of the movie a little less than normal or rather we gave more of the rundown than normal because the reviews did not have it in there <laughs> so okay we'll deal with it because the one that did have it was 500 years long and yes. we don't have time for that so charles where can folks find you on the interwebs uh, just head to vadervanodin.com and it's got stuff we do me and my son do other podcasts and gaming videos and whatnot all right, and I think you have some new um, reviews you guys have been doing uh, on on PCs and other um, keyboards and stuff. Yes, so we've, we've managed to get uh, work out some partnerships with some uh, local stores, and yeah, we've been uh, reviewing some, mostly MSI and Razer stuff so far, but we'll, we'll branch out and do some other products, but all, all gaming, PC kind of related stuff, which is a lot of fun. Nice. I'll have to take a look at some of the newer ones. Uh, myself, I am on Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. That's, you can find everything. There's links to everything I do um, through there. A, a few other assorted podcasts and things. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back in the new year, probably with Rush Hour, I guess, because now I'm also in the mood to watch so Rush Hour. <laughs> nice. And it has a lot of fun stuff. So we will get to those uh, probably next time. Uh, we'll... See you then for something else, something new, and something kung fu. Good thing I remember that. <laughs>
All right. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye.